You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the group practice exchange for $100 off your first month. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. Today I have Tess Zigo from True Wealth Partners on, and we're going to be talking about investing and planning for your future. So I'm super excited because obviously all things investments and financial planning are not my strength, and I love having people on who can talk about things that are their strength. So hi, Tess. Hi, I'm so glad you're excited to talk about investing and planning because I think it is such an exciting topic and very important at that. I know. I feel like I have a financial planner who I've been working with for probably five or so years. And I definitely know that my money mindset Mm -hmm. came from my upbringing. And I have this intense fear of retiring and not having enough money. And so I've always saved a ton for retirement. And it's just part of my, you know, my money dialogue is I don't want to be old and have to work forever. So I'm really excited to hear kind of what your feedback is on just investing and planning for the entrepreneur business owner. Totally. You know, it is so interesting to hear your money mindset growing up because I actually have the same exact thing growing up. Really? Yeah, it was exactly, you know, the whole mindset around you always got to save for a rainy day. Yep. So it was all about save, save, save. And that's kind of how I've always been. So it's always like fighting that urge to be super frugal yep. at the expense of not enjoying the experiences that ultimately we have to like find balance between and enjoying today and still being responsible and saving for tomorrow. Yes, I totally agree. So tell my audience who you are, and why we should listen to you when it comes to investing and planning for your future financially. Sure. So my name is Tez Zico, and I've been a financial advisor now for seven years. I was originally in corporate finance, so I always knew that I loved money and numbers. (laughs) But being in the corporate environment, I also learned that I did not enjoy that environment. And I really wanted to help people and work with families one-on-one. And I really love helping small business owners, especially females, because my mom was a small business owner growing up and she's one of my role models. I mean, she managed a super successful daycare business in Africa that she still has to this day. 
And I'm a small business owner as well. So I think that's why I really love helping other small businesses just like me to manage their money and keep more of their money because it's not about what you make. It's about what you keep. Yep. And so the decisions we make with our money are super important so we can set ourselves up for the future and to be financially successful. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's something that is often on my mind, especially as I think about where do I want to be in the next 10 years of my life? And am I doing what is needed financially Mm -hmm. to make that happen? I feel like planning for your retirement or for your future it's not something you can do quickly. It's like a lifelong thing. And I feel like with entrepreneurs, especially in the mental health space, there's a high rate of burnout. And we see a lot of people leaving business ownership in our industry. And I just think about how it's likely that planning mm-hmm. actually was not a part of that story. And so I want to be able to, you know, from a personal side, be able to be saving enough so that if I get to a place where I just want to be done, that money isn't what's keeping me going, like staying in something that I don't want to stay in. Absolutely. So I guess what is your thoughts on for group practice owners or business owners when it comes to exit planning and just the financial forecasting and saving process? Because I feel like we don't look at those two things as like hand in hand. We think of like investing as a retirement Mm -hmm. thing and then selling our businesses as like separate from sort of financial planning, your thoughts on that? What are the suggestions you give to people who are kind of contemplating exiting their business in the next handful of years from your perspective? Yeah, you know, so that's a great point. And the two really do go hand in hand because, you know, financial planning is ultimately about planning for the future, right? And making sure you're taking care of today. And when we talk about small business owners, the value of your practice and how much you're ultimately able to sell it for is a big piece of your financial puzzle, because ultimately the beauty of owning your own practice is that it's an asset, right? It's a financial asset that you can sell. And depending on how much you can sell it for, that can change your trajectory ultimately. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of us as small business owners, we don't think about the end goal in mind. Yes, I think it's really important to think about how much am I going to be able to sell my practice for? Is that going to be enough to sustain the lifestyle that I like to live in the future? Or am I going to have to supplement that with other sources of income? And how do I plan for that? What retirement plan makes sense? Where else should I be investing money? Factoring all of that in really is... Can you answer those two questions? What retirement accounts should I be uh, looking at? And what was the second question you just said? I was like, I want to know the answer to both of those. (laughs) So retirement accounts, I mean, there's so many different acronyms, right? Which mean a lot to someone like me, but they don't really mean a lot to most people. (laughs) So as a small business owner, the great thing is that we have availability of so many different retirement accounts. So we start off with the simple options, right? From an IRA to a Roth IRA, but those have limited contribution amounts. Usually it's about 6,000 a year. So then we look at what other options are there. And there is a thing called a simple IRA, a SEP IRA, a solo 401k, 
And then if you have employees, so a lot of practice owners have W-2 employees. Some still have just 1099 contractors, right? Or it's just them as a solo practice. So if it's just you with no employees, you have the solo 401k, which is very similar to your traditional 401k that if you've ever worked for a corporation, had access to that. Versus if you have W-2s employees, you can just set up a regular 401k. And then if we get really fancy and we want to put more than 61000 a year into a retirement account, there's also cash balance plans where you can put hundreds of thousands of dollars into a tax deferred account. So we can get pretty fancy. <laughs> I was going to say, I just started... What did I just start? I don't know anything about it. My financial planner helps me with all this, but I've maxed my things out. And so I have, is it a life insurance plan? One kind that you take out money sooner for retirement. It's not like the traditional 30. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. Yes. So permanent life insurance. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like permanent life insurance. So yes. So there's also permanent life insurance. And then there's just a regular taxable investment account that you can put an unlimited amount of money into and take it out at any point. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's like, I'm not waiting until 59 and a half to retire. Yeah. There's plenty of different options where you can invest your money and use it whenever you need. Mm -hmm. This is actually something that I am having to make a decision on before January. We have simple IRA and my financial planner years ago had said she wanted me to switch to 401k it was like too much anxiety to tell everyone that we need to switch and move things. And so I've always like had it on the back burner. But in January, I'd have to increase our percentage in the simple IRA. I think there's like after a certain amount of years, you have to like increase the percentage. And so I'm trying to decide if I want to increase to the 3% or move over to a 401k. What is the difference between those two things? You know, that is a great question. So I will say that the simple IRA, like its name, is super simple to set up. That's why typically most small business owners go that route to begin with. And the big difference is that the 401k, you need a third-party administrator to help with the compliance filings, the 5500s that are required every year. And because it's a more complex plan to -hmm. administer, you're going to be paying $1,000 plus just for the administration of the 401k. So it is going to be more expensive to administer the 401k plan than it is to administer a simple IRA plan. But the benefit of that is that you can put more away in the 401k? Exactly. The benefit is that everybody can contribute more. So the limit is $20,500 this year. So I say once you get to a point where the simple IRA is no longer cutting it for you, meaning you're like, man, I want to put more than that 14000 a year. I really want to get to that 20500 mm-hmm. That's when I would consider it if I'm okay paying that admin fee. Yeah. You mentioned other ways to grow your net worth outside of just your business. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yes, our business is one of our biggest assets, typically as a business owner. But I think the whole concept of don't put all your eggs in one basket (laughs) definitely applies to us. Because, you know, ultimately, if you're not selling your business in the short term, you never know what the future holds, right? So ultimately, your projection for how much you are going to sell your business is just a projection. 
So I think things like your retirement accounts or your investment accounts are a great way to have money and investments outside of your business. So you can invest in things like stocks and bonds, real estate, REITs, real estate investment trusts, and real estate. I mean, there's a lot of practice owners who love buying their building because they no longer want to pay rent. And that is an asset that you can also sell or you can lease one day and make money off that or buy other real estate assets and, you know, rent them out. I know a lot of people are doing short-term rentals now. They buy houses and they rent them on Airbnb. That's kind of huge right now. It is, yeah. So looking at all those different ways to invest your money and really it depends on your goals and how much risk you're willing to take and how much work you're willing to put in as well, right? Because with Airbnb, I think it's a lot of work. I think so too. And if you don't want to do the work yourself, then you're paying a good amount for like a building or a house manager or whatever. You mentioned the word risk. And I know mm-hmm. that comes up often with me sure. and my financial planner. How totally. do you define What is, I know a healthy amount of risk is really dependent on the person, but I know age Mm -hmm. plays into that too, right? Sure. Yes, age plays into it. And the biggest thing really when it comes down to risk is time horizon, because you can take different levels of risk depending on when you're going to need that money, right? So when we talk about investing for retirement, if you're not retiring for 30 years, that's a huge time horizon. Mm -hmm. So you can take on more risk with your investments, especially when it comes to the stock market. We know based on trends, you know, the chance of you losing money over a 30-year period is very low, whereas the chance of you losing money over a five-year period is much higher, right? I've been told, I think everyone has lost money in the past year or two. My dad was like, oh my God, I don't even want to look. And I'm like, luckily, I don't look at mine. Right. I mean, sometimes looking at it too often really doesn't help you. It just increases your anxiety. Right. And I like to tell people you buy a house, right? You don't look at the Zillow estimate of your house every day. So don't do that with your stock account. Right. Okay. So for those practice owners who are, you know, really haven't been focusing on retirement, maybe beyond like just matching their 2% that their business might be putting into it. What are some suggestions for business owners, for practice owners to like initial steps that will set them up for success when it comes to retirement? Yeah. Here's one oversimplification that I really like. They say, take your current lifestyle expense number for the whole year. So let's say you need a hundred thousand a year in order to live the good life, right? And you multiply that by 25 And that gives you a good estimate of how much money you need. So, you know, 100,000 times 25, that would be 2,500,000 that you need saved and invested. And so depending on how far you are from that, you really need to work backwards and figure out, am I saving and investing enough? Am I growing my money at the rate of return that I need? You know, there's some calculators online that you can kind of use to get started. And again, if you need help, I think it's okay to reach out to a financial planner. Yeah. I was going to say, tell us where they can find you if someone's looking for their own financial planner. Uh, Maybe they have an accountant. I've talked about this a lot. There's a big difference between having an accountant who helps your profit and loss statements and your books and having a financial planner is looking at the whole picture, not just your business. 
how can they learn more about you and reach out to you? Absolutely. So the best way to reach me is on my website. It's www.truewealthy. That's T-R-U wealthy.com. And they can literally schedule time on my calendar. I always give a 30 minute free consult so we can see if, you know, if we're a good fit. Because I think personality is huge when you work with a financial planner, just like if you work with a mental therapy (laughs) or counselor, you got to feel comfortable sharing personal details with that person. Yes, exactly. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing some tips and pieces of wisdom on retirement, future planning, and how people can reach out to you. And I've said that having a financial planner has been a huge positive part of my own financial growth. And I think it's something that not a lot of business owners use until they're thinking about selling their business. I've been really proactive with that. I've had my person, Mary Beth, for, like I said, six, seven, eight years now. She's works hand in hand with my accountant and then works with me personally on how all of my businesses and my assets in my personal life are all playing a role in the success of my future and ability to live well when I decide not to work anymore. And so for those of you listening who do not have a financial planner, now this is the calling for you to at least talk to someone And if it's Tess, you know now her website to see what it all entails. There's so much more I learned that financial planning entails outside of retirement accounts. I think people think like, oh, just investing. My person, like she initially wanted to know what my car insurance information was. Like how much was I paying towards car insurance? What were the premiums? Like things where I'm like, why do you care about my premium on my car? And she made me increase it. And I'm like, I can't believe you're having me increase my car insurance premium. She really looked at like the whole picture beyond what I thought financial planning had anything to do with. So, you know, can I just mention one thing? Yeah. I think it's super important to check the credentials of the financial planner you reach out to. And I always encourage people to seek out a certified financial planner. And I have that designation because... You know, financial advisors traditionally only look at your investments. But Mm -hmm. like you said, there's so much more to your personal finances than just your investments. So we look at the whole picture. So what acronym or what abbreviations should they make sure these people have? Sure. So the abbreviation is the CFP, which is the Certified Financial Planner. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and taking up time on your Monday to talk about financial planning. Thank you so much. It's been a great Monday. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join The Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.